0: Hello my fellow Bruce Buds, Jesse Jackson here. I have a special B-side episode coming up. My sister Rita was up at Dallas and spent 4th of July weekend with us. Had a great time, but we took a few minutes on the back porch and talked about her love of Elvis Presley. I apologize for sound quality. It was recorded with my phone outside, so there is some background noise, but I think you can hear her fine. And I'm so proud of my sister, so I wanted to share our conversation. Hope you enjoy. Thanks.
1: We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Can't you see What you doing to me?
0: So, Rita, I know the way we grew up, we listened to a lot of country and western music. As I said, we were punished if we didn't watch Johnny Cash on yeah, TV. exactly.
2: I had to watch that.
0: But as an adult, you seem to be... I, you know, a lot of people say obsessed, I say passionate about Elvis Presley.
2: I love Elvis Presley. I love, if you listen to a lot of Elvis, um, he really did a lot of different types of music. He did. And um, well, my first, I guess you would say, encounter with Elvis music and what it, I guess, why it, it has such a special. Um, meaning to me would be and probably it's that childhood memories you don't realize until you get older is we lived in uh, Kentucky and it was the Elvis Christmas album it's the blue cover it's when he's very young so handsome the black hair and um and actually, uh, Mom and Dad ended up giving me the album. I, I hate that I ended up under unfortunate circumstances. I don't have the album. I have replaced it from another source. Um, and it's the one that has Blue Christmas on it. Right. Which is one of my favorite Christmas songs of Elvis. I love all Elvis Christmas songs, but that one's my favorite. Right. Christmas song. And um, And I just loved it I loved the sound of his voice it was just pure to me you know and that was before there's all the technology that helps with the recording right. now. it's just that pure um wholesome sound and I love that so much And I just remember listening to that album a bunch when we were kids. Mom would play that a lot in Christmas music. And I I just loved that so much. I I had been, a few years later, living in a rose pine. Right. Our grandparents had the renters in the little houses. And one of the girls there had a portable 8-track player and she had an Elvis eight track that had uh more of his catchier tunes that all the girls were crazy about right the don't be cruel yeah the return to cinder you know the right. hound dog those and it was the upbeat the fun right. stuff you know the things like that but that still that that pureness of the voice was still there yeah yeah and then that was the fun stuff Right. Yeah. I liked listening to that too.
0: Do you remember watching the 68 comeback special in Kentucky?
2: No, because I would have been four.
0: Right. I guess you would have been.
2: I remember seeing like replays of it, and uh, we have the DVD of it, you know.
0: So I would have been nine, right? Right. And Mm -hmm. I vaguely remember. At the house there in uh, Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. I think we watched it when it was on. I at least remember part of it.
2: I, I think with Dad's love for music. Yeah. And Mom really liked music
0: too. Right.
2: I, I would imagine that we would have watched it. Yeah. I think we Cause,
0: would Because I sure know we watched um, Porter Wagner, you know, show...
2: Um, Right, all the variety at that time. There was a lot of variety shows that had, yeah, you know, you had uh, Porter Wagner, you had Hee Haw that had all the music on it. Um, Johnny Cash had a show, right? You know, um, did Glenn Campbell maybe? Yeah, the Good
0: Campbell Good Time Hour, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I remember. Yeah. Almost everybody had a little right. variety show that had a little... They'd do a little fun little skits, and then yeah. they'd sing.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that um, it seemed like Mom really liked um, Mac Davis. You know, yes. Baby, Don't Get Hooked on Me. Mm-hmm. And um, I know one of it, the things I remember as a kid is he had that he would do... Before I knew there was improv, he would do improv music. He would go out in this audience with his guitar and they would give him just little phrases and he would think up a little bit of song right then and there.
2: Did you know that Mac Davis was one of the main writers for a lot of Elvis's music? I did not. We listened to on Sirius XM. Uh, we listened to a lot of the interviews and stuff right. like that. And they recently did some interviews with Mac Davis and uh, talked about he wrote a lot of mm-hmm. music for Elvis. Right. And he wrote in the ghetto. Yes.
0: I I do remember that now.
2: And he did not specifically write it for Elvis. Right. He He said when he was writing it, he wrote it when it had kind of like an Aretha Franklin okay. more. In, in, and in the interview, you know, he kind of did a little soul rendition mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, And then when Elvis did it with more of his soulful sound, Matt mm-hmm. Davis said, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking.
0: Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. That reminds me, they, um, whoever wrote the song Hurt, um, you know, in an interview and in that Johnny Cash Museum we both talked about, you know, the guy says, I never thought, I don't like people covering my songs. They're my songs. I wrote them. It's my voice. And he said, when I heard Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, I went, oh my gosh, it's a totally different song. And now then it's his song. It's not my song anymore.
2: Yes. That's a beautiful. Yes. And the video, the the yeah. person who directed that video, yes. just it just, it, it speaks to my heart.
0: I, I cheer up every time I watch it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I just do. It's so well done. So, okay, but I don't remember, and of course, you know, all of us are stars in our own movie, but I don't remember you being, I mean, I'm a casual Elvis fan, but I mean, there are two things you love in life: pink and Elvis.
2: And when you can combine those, it's a triple score.
0: It is. So, when did you when did you think you took it to another level, or has it just been a gradual growth?
2: I think it's kind of been a gradual growth. I remember uh, staying at Grandma and Grandpa Walker's right. some, uh, and it was in the late. Summer, yeah, and we. I was everyone was asleep, mm-hmm. and I was watching TV, and it came across the TV that Elvis had died, right? And I had watched a few of the cheesy Elvis movies, right? And uh, and of course, at that time, I was 12 13 years old, right? That perfect preteen those Elvis movies were meant for those girls. Yes. Yes. So uh, I went and I woke my grandmother up and I said, Elvis has died. Wow. And we cried together. Yeah. And then she went back to sleep and I went up and they played Elvis movies all night long. And my grandmother let me watch the TV. Wow. All night long. Which, as you know, with Grandma, you had to turn the TV off because it was going to heat up the house. Yes. And... And they played them all night long, and I think that might have been the start of the actual obsession for Elvis. Yes,
0: or passion, as As we like to say. say. Yes.
2: And so I watched those movies, and I just remember being so sad because he was just so beautiful in those movies—such a fine, young, handsome man. Yeah. And and I you know and then you learn later about. You know, he didn't all, he really wanted to be a serious actor, and the movies were, yes, a lot of them were just so cheesy, you know, and so, you know, same line over, 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 over again. Dr.
0: Phil, you know, talks about, you know, key moments in your lives and decisions, you know, and everything that I've read, you know, they got, the colonel got him c- connected with this director who could pump them out, just, and... Um, and, you know, they were just, because they made money. They made a lot of money. And the soundtracks made a lot of money. I, I've always thought, and, you know, I read a lot of science fiction, and I always think in, in an alternate world, the colonel let him be in A Star is Born, in the Chris Christopherson role. You know, they wanted him for that role. And the story is that, um, Streisand wanted him, wouldn't take. You know, yeah, yeah, that, billing, that second they, billing. Yeah, yeah, second billing, and Elvis, you know, and the Colonel's like, Elvis takes second billing to anyone. Anyway, and you wonder if he had had that role and it's been as good as I think he would have been. Not that Chris Christopherson wasn't wonderful, but right. if he could have carried that, would that have given him a second career and maybe. He wouldn't have gone down the path of the prescription drugs Mm. and the, um, you know, the touring so much and the cost of us. And could he, because, you know, he died way too young.
2: Way too young. Yeah. Way too young. And what I always think about, you know, because everyone toward the end of the life remembers the overweight Elvis, the cheesy Vegas Elvis right. covering everybody else's songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, but had he been given the opportunity, um, because, you know, Johnny Cash came back. Uh, I was, I was just
0: going to think the same thing. You know, thing.
2: had Elvis been given a chance.
0: Like a Rick Rubin, the guy um, who worked with
2: Cash. Right. Right. To get back on, I guess you would call it a straight and narrow path. Yeah. You know, to come back around.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, what would we, you know, because the second part, uh, the second part of Merle Haggard's life, the second part of Johnny Cash's life. Yeah. We got to see back that, that raw talent again. Yeah. What else could we have seen from Elvis? Yeah. What a gift that would have been, I think.
0: Yeah, because like when you listen to the American recordings, and how, you know, Cash was very old and his voice had aged, and it had so much character. Yes. But you know, Elvis in his forties, prime music wise. Yes. And you wonder, yeah, if someone had said, "Okay, you know, we're gonna," like they did for the '68 comeback special. If someone had said. In the middle '70s, okay, you know Elvis. We're gonna, we're gonna strip everything down. We're gonna get you back to what you did at Sun Records. We're gonna do a back to basic record. Yes. I think it would have sold amazingly, and I think he would have found a joy because it appears everything behind the scene
2: documentary and
0: every interview, he loved to sing.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That um, uh, Priscilla mm-hmm. talks about. That it was as as she aged, she began to understand a little more of why everyone had to be at the house all the time. Yeah, and she felt a little um, slighted by that. Yeah, but what she knows now is he just needed people. Around. Yes. He needed to play. He needed to sing. He, he needed, needed an to audience. Beat. He needed that yeah. fellowship. Yeah. And he felt that with the crowd when he sang. He felt that fellowship with them. Yeah. And so, and he kind of lost that due to the fame. You just can not yeah. do that. It, right. And so, if he had been able to get um, healthier, healthier, yeah, And maybe get through some of the issues that he suffered with, yeah. with the drugs and yeah. the things that the stars go through. You, yeah. know, you see it in actors, you see it in any kind of person who's in the public eye.
0: So I've had a couple of people on the podcast, uh, Peter, who does Blogness on the Edge of Town, and you know he has a theory that, um, and I, I don't think that's unique, that to bring it about, Bruce, since you know the podcast, that after Born in the USA, and it was so everywhere and so amazing, and then I think that he was calculated because he loved Elvis. You know, El- he still says Elvis. It begins and ends with Elvis. Right. He is will always be that. Did he specifically dial down his fame? You know, and fired the e street band, and went this, and specifically said, "I don't want to be that famous anymore. I don't want to be that major superstar." And so, he certainly has a huge following, but you know, it, it kind of the peak of what he was on that, and brought it down. And um, you know, ultimately, and you and I aren't wise enough to know. You know, the colonel certainly made him rich, but you wonder, did he serve his best interest as a person all the time? I wonder. I, yeah. I, I and wonder. I'm not wise enough to make that decision.
2: I don't know. Yeah, yeah I wonder. I, I see um, when when you hear some of the family or some of the interviews with some of the people, you, uh, you think some of the uh, decisions that the colonel made um, may have been the best business decision right. by far. Sure. That may not have always been the best personal decisions. Right. But the colonel wasn't hired to be a That's personal true. manager. Right. He was hired to be a business manager. Absolutely. So, you know, who knows?
0: Yeah. And, and also, I think, as I know especially you, but, you know, you control your own destiny. You you have to own your life and you have to make decisions, and um, and so, as much as we love Elvis, part of that is, you know, you had to. He worked for you, him, and so, you have to make that decision. And go, sorry. Right, so when did you go to Graceland the first time?
2: First time I went to Graceland was not until January two thousand and nine. Okay. Was the first time we was able to go.
0: Elvis died in seventy seven. Yeah. Um, that's the year I graduated from high school. You graduated five years later, not to give away of ages, but <clears throat> <clears throat> so you were a standard. I mean, uh, you loved most pop rock, and you know, I mean, a typical teenager, right?
2: Right. I uh, have always had, I I would guess to say a good mix of music. Right. I, I there's there's not uh, one specific music that I really just don't like yeah. at all. Um, I tend to be more of a, um, uh, uh, I guess you would say, a, uh, a softer. I don't like anything that's very, very what you would call hard. Right. You know the louder, the, um, uh, hunk type thing that doesn't always appeal to me every now and then there'll be one. And I'm like, "Um, yeah, it just, it gets me. Right. It gets me. Um, uh, for some reason I love bagpipes. Okay. I, I, you know, you can throw a bagpipe in, um, uh, in, and I can just I love it. I love it, and it—I'm just like, I don't know where that comes from.
0: You know, when they do "Amazing Grace" on Wrath of Khan, I get teared up every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, but the love of Elvis has just been consistent.
2: Consistent. Yeah. Consistent, and there's, um, there's not one specific era that I yeah. like better. I will tell you though, his gospel is my favorite. Sure. And um, how great thou art is the one he won all the awards for, and that is not my favorite gospel of his. Okay. Peace in the Valley is mine.
0: Well,
1: The hand of
0: Um, but I can remember mom saying, and I don't want to make you cry, um, but um I remember um mom saying Jesse, and that's my dad's name is a Jesse as well, and she was talking to someone said so Jesse had to go buy an album because he wanted a recording Peace of the Valley from someone besides G. D. Elvis. <laughs>
2: no I did not remember that
0: yes I remember her saying that when we lived so this would have been you would have been young you would have been a baby or something because I can remember that story because you know we had the big when we lived in uh, on barracks in Fort Knox you know we had the big stereo like everyone else had a high five TV and yeah I wanted wanted a piece of the valley I I like that song Um,
2: it's uh, my favorite I have said all along you know uh, I've told my girls and I have told Troy, I said, if y'all are still here, when I, that's when, that's what you can play in my field. That's, that's what I've always loved. Um, I think,
0: um, and I was going to ask you about favorite songs. Um, If I Can Dream is something that just really speaks to me. I uh-huh. love that he ended the comeback special and, and you hear documentaries that, You know, he wanted to acknowledge in 68 that he wasn't out of touch. He understood all the drama and all the turmoil out there. And uh, so that's one of my favorite songs.
2: Mm, I like that one, too. Yeah.
0: So how about you? Um, Is there, like, albums that you love? Or is it just individual songs or a couple of songs? A
2: couple of individual songs. I, um... Of course, Peace in the Valley. Yes. I love uh, Kentucky Rain.
0: Yes, that's a great song. You know,
2: different styles. Um, I like... Uh, um, uh, I really like Suspicious Minds. I,
0: I love Suspicious Minds. I, um, I I love when someone covers it. I love him doing it. It is, it is a great song.
2: The for covers and mixes of recent stuff, the C D with the Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. It's really good.
0: You know, I heard someone talking about that and I, I said, you know, I should pick that up. So it it sounds like it's really mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit, what did they do?
2: What they did is they took some recordings that of some of Elvis's uh, like in the ghetto, and some of his more popular songs, and then the Philharmonic uh, Orchestra uh, played along with that, and oh. they recorded it together, oh, nice. and just kind of added to it. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing that technology can allow you to do that. Right. Since Elvis has not been with us since '77. Yeah. And this is. uh, they did it 2014-2015 you know for recording time to be released and it's just um, you know because a lot of Elvis's music did have you know the horns and the accompanying it with it and it just Mm -hmm. adds to it it's really great
0: so I'm going to go back to you visiting Graceland but I was going to tell you I, I have heard the story that Um, a lot of different artists um, will go to Graceland, and they're kind of joking and cheesy, you know, That because, you know, they haven't changed it. No. So, of course, and you know if Elvis had lived, he would have redecorated, he would have changed. It wouldn't have been such a... the shag carpet and everything there. But they said so many musicians are all laughing and joking, Until they hit the trophy room. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they are stunned. The amount of gold records, platinum records, Grammys, awards. I mean, it is just breathtaking how successful he was.
2: Exactly. It is. You walk through the house, and it is, of course, it's dated, but being the age that I am. Yeah. I can remember how everything was decorated in the 70s. Yes. So I can remember that everything that in here that's in here is top of the line for 1977. Right. This is top of the line stuff. Yeah. And so I can kind of uh, Say, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I remember some of the stuff. I remember, you know, you walk in there and there's the TVs and uh, the TV room. You see the three TVs and you thinking, okay, yeah, there's no, you know, high definition. Yeah. There's, there's no, you know, right DVRs or anything like that. And, you know, you go into the kitchen and I'm a cook and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, there's no... Uh, uh, microwaves like we use and yeah. different type of cooking utensils that we have now and then you think uh the jungle room looks oh my gosh yeah. you know it al- almost looks like oh uh, uh, you should hear some funky music in the background yeah. type thing and then you walk into what used to be the racquetball right. room the court there And you're hearing that American Trilogy Mm -hmm. and all of these awards and commendations, And then uh, they didn't have it the first time I went in 2009, but Mm -hmm. when we went this year, they had the first postage stamp. They don't have the information set up there for the second postage stamp that they have for Elvis. They have that information in there now, and it's just uh, a racquetball, you know, court that's so yeah. tall, and it's just packed, solid awards and accommodations, all the different things, and they're playing American Trilogy, which, yeah. just you know, can kind of just get you in the gut anyway, oh, yeah, you know, because it's so beautiful. And there's just people just, you know, their heads are cocked back looking at all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It almost takes your breath away. Yeah. And, and I still can't do it without tears in my eyes.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. Um, yeah. we You know, we toured once and... Um, and that's where Chris became obsessed with Elvis. Now, he, he, he goes back and forth. And, you know, he does a lot of hip-hop and um, loves a lot of country music right now. Loves Brad Paisley and other things. But um, if we're in the TV, if we get in the car, um, there's a good chance he's going to flip it over. Which, by the way, I love as a brother and sister it just seems so beautiful that E Street Radio is twenty, Elvis is nineteen. Right, <laughs> right, night together. Where they need to be, he switches over to Elvis and loves that. Um,
2: With the the first visit that we went, yeah, to Graceland, what I was so amazed is um, that this is January when we went. It was the week. After his birthday. Okay. Okay. So I, I knew the week of his birthday and then the week of his death. Yeah. There it's, uh, Graceland is packed right. solid. Yeah. You know, there's people that go year after year. All after over year. the world. All over visit, the world yeah. come in and there's tons of people dressed up and in costume and everything. Yeah. But when we went that week after, it was still busy. Yeah. Yeah. There was lots of people there, and I yeah. didn't know that there would right. be. I, I didn't imagine yeah. that there would be. And there was a couple there with their kids, a couple of kids. And they, the, I would think the kids were probably between the ages of 8 and 12. Okay. And the boy was the youngest, probably about, you know, like I said, about 8. And he looked at his dad And he said, this is like being on MTV Cribs. And I was like, this is so great that the younger generation is still so impressed with Elvis. Yeah.
0: I think we always will be.
2: I think so, too.
0: Yeah, I I just truly think, and I I think that um, if you're smart at all in music, you understand You know how he did it first, you know, and he did it so well. Um, So I know you collect a lot of. You're not a serious Elvis collector, like you're not going out spending thousands of dollars for original things or nothing. But you, you people buy you Elvis things and different things. Are there a couple things that really have a special meaning to you? Are you really proud of, or you know something?
2: Um, I was really excited that I had that album, right. that I had the Christmas album, and it was signed by both mom and dad, and I hate that I don't have that anymore, yeah. but I was really excited to find the same album again, Good. and I do have that, that blue Christmas album. I, uh, I have, um, God, let's see, uh. All of it is neat to me because there's different things. Now, a friend of mine uh, was at a uh, flea market and found one of the Elvis uh, books, you know, that many books that have been written about Elvis and me and Elvis and stuff like that. And it is signed by several people. And she gave it to me years ago. And I had it packed up because I didn't want it to get damaged. Yeah. And I recently found it and I need to get it out and see who it's all signed. Yeah. That's awesome. Be- because Troy and I were talking about it when we were listening to some of the people interviewed. Yeah. And I think it may be some of wow. those people from some of his original oh, group cool. and stuff like that. So I, I need to get that unpacked and, okay. and find that because I had packed it up a yeah. safe place and stuff like that. That's so, great. Yeah.
0: Um, thank you. Um. Those of you who don't know, um, you know, we're sitting on our porch, and I, uh, I gave her a little bit of notice. Was like, I gotta talk to you about Elvis for the podcast. Um, so, Rita, if someone wants to um, reach out to you, um, I know you're on Instagram. I know you're on Facebook. Yes. So
2: yes, okay. yes, go right ahead. I, um, um, Rita Jackson Hudson on Facebook, uh, Riri Hudson on Instagram. I, I love Elvis, I love Pink, we live at Pink Acres, and we have Elvis stuff everywhere. And um, just very and, happy.
0: And you're also um, in a mixed marriage.
2: Yes, I am a devoted LSU Tigers fan, but my handsome husband...
0: Who's here being our audience.
2: ...is an Alabama Crimson Tide fan, but I'll keep him anyway. So, but we managed to get But he likes Elvis. He does love Elvis, and he took me to Graceland for our very, that was my very first Christmas gift to take me to go visit Graceland, which was my lifelong dream. And so I overlooked that little Crimson Tide thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that
0: works out fine just a couple of Saturdays a year.
2: That first Saturday in November, that pretty much that whole week, we just kind of, yeah, I love you too. We just kind of don't, you know, we agree not to talk football that week. Other than that, we're real SEC strong. Yes, very nice.
0: <laughs> well, uh, thank you, sis. Thank you, Troy, for listening. Uh, if you want to be on Set Less Than Bruce and talk about your musical session, uh, you can reach me at Set Less Than Bruce on Twitter. I We are at setlessthangruce at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, Set List Bruce. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Troy. Appreciate it.
1: Memories pressed between the
2: pages of my mind Memories Sweden through the ages just like wine